Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Cold Film Review. I'm your host, Cody Everett. This week we're talking about uh, Mark Lester's uh, Class of 1999. It was a sequel to his movie Class of 1984. Uh, it's not a direct sequel, but it's still a sequel. Uh, so we'll be talking about that. Uh, we're going to talk about what makes it a cult film. We're also going to talk about uh, you know, the Department of Educational Defense. I think that's an important thing that we need to talk about because can we stop them? I don't know. I don't think we can. Probably we not. We cannot. So you know what? Let's try it. And by that, I mean let's start the show. Shadows on me now With so much more to see I see the strange arrival From a thousand miles away If I stopped right where I stand And believed the lines Hey guys, this week we're doing Class of 99 um, it's not my pick this week. I don't think it was anybody's pick here. Uh, Kyle, you know whose pick this was? I do know whose pick this one. Whose was it? This pick is our first fan pick. This is from Steve McCall. You can find him on, is that a Twitter? At yeah, Stephen Twitter. McCall. And he is in a band called Wraths, which you can find on iTunes. Awesome. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, thanks, Stephen or yeah, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Class of like 1999. Yeah. Let's talk about this movie. Let's get into it. So what makes this movie a cult film? My notes just say it fucking should be. <laughs> I don't know so if good. it is, but it fucking should be. Well, if it isn't, it, sh- it 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 probably should be. It's uh, you know, it's a sequel to a cult film, Class of 1984. Yeah, and it certainly has plenty of cult film actors. It we does. Got, we got Pam. Hold Pam on, Greer. Well, I'm sorry. I'm I'm okay. I just that wanna... was Pam Greer. Yeah, yeah it was oh, Pam Greer. Fuck yeah. But hold on, before we get into that, I, w- I want to hear what Chris says because I I'm I I I like your point, but I have a, a counterpoint to that. I just want to hear what Chris says. I've never seen Class of 1984. Me I don't either. think so. Neither have I. So it, that that wasn't ingrained into me as being a. This should be a cult film because it's a sequel to that film. I think what makes it a cult film is, um, again, it kind of has that dystopian vibe. Yes. Um, it it weighs heavily on the 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 rebelliousness, the anarchy that I think we see in a lot of cult films or films that don't fit the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think like style and set design, like in, okay. of the world that they live in, is very unique. And it's something that's not too far out of what we're used to, but it's also kind of futuristic, if you will, for that time period when the film was made. Yeah. And. Uh, and of course, the 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 dialogue and the action scenes are are pretty memorable and pretty fun to watch. So again, I think it comes down to just being a fun movie. Okay. So um, what I want to bring it back to is, do you guys think that it might be a cult film because who acts in it? Like who the actors? Some of the actors are. I don't uh, think Malcolm so. Malcolm McDowell, Mark McDowell, Stacey Claude Keach, Gordon, Stacey Keach. Uh, we said Pam Greer. Yep. Patrick Kilpatrick. Was in the Toxic Avenger. He played Leroy. Anybody know that? <laughs> Cody? I did not know that. Awesome. Know. It was our first. He looks familiar to me. Glad to see him back. Glad to see him back on the show. Yeah. But, because here's my thing 
where I agree that those actors are in some cult films, I think that they are more uh, uh, involved with B movies. I think I'm on the op- opposite spectrum here with you guys. No, I agree with you. I don't I, think the actors make this I, a cult film. I, I questioned. I questioned a lot while watching this. Is this a cult film or is this a B movie? I don't know if it it, it is a cult film. It, I mean, I the well that that I think pretty much sums sums up my notes because while watching the movie, I kept looking at that question. And I couldn't actually say yes, it is a cult film or not. But does it have the 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 right amount of ingredients to become a cult film? I think so. I think this could generate a cult following later on down the road. But is it one right now? Eh, maybe. Can not. I get? Did you, are you saying that the actors were not known for cult films? But no, 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 no. I'm he's saying he's saying the okay. actors do not make make it right, a right, cult right. Film. Yeah. Now here's my question. I think do the you, actors make it a B movie. Do you think he was trying to make it a cult film? No. Nobody no. tries by putting to those make types it. but by no. putting those types of actors Nobody in there. Nobody tries to make a cult film. No. Yeah, I don't uh, think I don't think no, very many ever tries to make a cult film. You, 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 cult films come from No, like, I agree like, with you, but I'm saying somebody that is like, well, I can make this a cult hit. Maybe I can I don't try to so. capture I, it. I, I, think, I think what he thought was genre, 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 genre and, and I think what he thought is, hey, you know what? These actors are pretty cheap. They're not doing a lot and at they the ha- time. And they have some kind of notoriety. Like right. people know of Pam Greer. They know of, they of Malcolm McDowell. So I they will help make this movie more successful. What what ends up happening? That's what the deciding factor if it's a cult film or not is. If I mean, with the combination of those actors and the performances and the writing and the film and the sequences and the special effects, that's all going to end up factoring in. And then ultimately, it's going to be the fans who decide whether or not this film will be remembered or not. Sorry, Chris, you had a question. No, I didn't realize like how how much. Um, no, go ahead. You had a question though. Yeah, Please stop holding I, back, I, I didn't realize how much Cody uh, Cody the Culp, the lead, our lead actor. Yeah. How many films he has actually been in that yeah. were amazing success successful films. I knew when I was watching this. Oh, I you know this guy's face looks familiar, and he kind of looks like a lot of younger actors from back I, in the eighties. I was gonna say like his that. face looks like a blend between uh, Edward Furlong and uh, Corey Feldman. So what, I, here's my thing though. Edward Feldman. <laughs> Edward Feldman. <laughs> Eddie Hudson. Here's my thing. Though. I kind of want to go back to what makes it a cult film real quick before we get okay. into the cast, um, because I think. What might make it a cult film for you guys right now is actually the 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 time and setting, because when this movie was made, um, you had like other gang violent movies coming out. That was kind of like the time where like gangs were very popular in the news. I feel like in 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 schools and stuff like that, like more of like a hip hop kind of thing. In nineteen eighty nine, yes, eighty nine and ninety. Like, okay. I guess I could see that. Yeah, and they were depicting a future of like. Of like, I think of what was essentially uh, based off of like Crips and Bloods in the in the in the early nineties, right? Yeah. Based, so I don't know if that like again, it mm. is, this doesn't necessarily mean that, but to today's audience, you're looking at like it's like, well, that didn't happen, like you know what I mean. So it's funny to see what they depict our yeah. future was at the time. Well, because it's the same of, thing. It's the same of, thing. If you go back to the Warriors, what they're depicting is what the future would be like, right? Really, but it didn't end up that way at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, no, no. That's the, but uh, that's what I'm saying. I think that's what can put this in the realm of a cult film is that you can look back at it and be like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny because they totally missed the mark. It's dated. You, you I, think, it's dated. I think honestly, Do you want to know something that really was literally on that dated. subject that I loved about how we got the future wrong is when uh, the PE teacher guy he opens up his mouth and he goes, 
a million yeah. megabytes. And I, know, like, I was like, oh, that's a terabyte. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. I have, I have three. <laughs> you of thought the, that three was going to be on, on my lot. desk, <laughs> <laughs> right? No, so, I, I think ultimately what 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 would make this a cult film, and hopefully what will turn into a cult film, is that this is a movie that I honestly can see myself like playing for people who come over. Really. Yeah, because it's just a really just out there film, okay. and I think yeah. I think people would have fun if they're drunk. You know, if you guys were getting drunk, you want to just put some some crazy movie on. This would be like one you could put on. There's so. a lot of action. I mean, yeah, there's it's a, lot action. To... a lot there's of action. There's a lot of one liners. There's a lot of cheesiness to it, campiness that's happening. So I mean, I think I think ultimately that's what will be the reason it becomes a cult film. I, I mean, you I know. think it does have a cult following right now. I mean, it's not large i mean we're not talking about as big as like a big trouble in little china might have but there's definitely fans of this movie like this movie is especially i think somehow it falls into kind of more the sci-fi realm i guess because of the robots you know or like the robotics but i feel like this is a big hit with like cult sci-fi fans wait wait, can we all we can all establish we have not none of us have seen 1984 no, no, none of us. Or, and the I, class I, of 1984. I, sorry, I, th- I, think, <laughs> I think Chris just touched on something, and if you want to go deeper into the plot, basically, right now would be your time since he brought up robots. Oh yeah, so let's tell the plot. The plot of the movie <laughs> basically is is that um, you know America's fallen to the crap in our sort of our school systems, and uh, schools are kind of like war zones, and they bring in robot teachers to. Settle it down. It's basically like, um, what's the uh, Dangerous Minds meets, meets Terminator meets Robocop? <laughs> yeah, that's my actual description of this movie. Do you think they knew that the faculty was going to be made like 20 years from then and then just I, copied do you, it? Do you think the people, do you think the people, <laughs> do you think the people who watch faculty copied this? Yeah, yes, I know, yeah. definitely. All right, guys, so we'll come talk on, more about class of 1999 when we come back. Any student caught on school premises with an automatic weapon will be detained by school security and turned over to the proper authority. Your brother says you don't want to be a blackheart no more. So what if I don't? These guys are our friends. So if you ain't with us, you're against us. So that means we got to kill you. Yeah, and that'd make us sad, Cody. Gee, Don, I'm touch. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Cold Film Review. We're back, and we're talking about Class of 1999. Um, so uh, one of the things that was brought up that I kind of want to go back to is uh, the acting. I want to talk about the acting in this movie. Because um, I think the best actors in the movie are the robots, which is odd, because I feel like the robots should have the least amount of motion, but I feel uh, emotion, but I feel like they have the most amount amount of emotion oh my god that was emotion or just the most interesting maybe both i think i I actually made a note of that too when i was watching it and i thought that uh well the teachers that they're playing robots which are very cold and one-sided characters actually had the most dynamic to their characters well i was most disappointed with actually with um uh malcolm mcdowell really um, because when you when you look at his performance in this compared to the stuff he's done before and all the stuff he's really well for well known for now, it's very dry. It's very boring. It's very phony. But that's in. A, but see that's a lot of the performances I found in this movie. Like Cody, the main character. Holy crap, dude! He had like he was oh 
No character development, I felt like. Boring. He was just an angry, boring he was, teenager. He was kind of an angry, yeah. But he was, he was Malcolm McDowell was, so was actually only on set for two days. Yeah. And he movie. was actually supposed to play Stacey Keach's role for whatever reason. Maybe because he, he could have done that. I may, think he could have. Oh, done I think that, that he would have done it better. Because Nakamura Dal is known for being that kind of weird, is that mad the is that the, that's the scientist kinda, guy? Yeah. Oh, you know it's funny because when it, when, when the movie first started, yeah, when the movie first started, I actually thought that's who Malcolm Dal is because because the first image you see of him is is from his uh, perspective of his back, mm-hmm. back of his head. I'm like, oh, it looks like Malcolm Dal. And he turns around. I'm like, that's not Malcolm Dal. That's not no. Malcolm Dal. That's Stacy Keach. That's Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach. The real star. Of what the movie. was up with the eyes? Was that just for looks? I, yeah, I think that was for the future, man. That's I think, what, I think we all he, have I eyes like would, that. I in think the he was a rich scientist and thought maybe that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I want to look even more menacing. White. I thought th- I thought uh, the whole time I watched this film, I thought he was going to end up being a robot at the end. And I was like, oh, he's a robot. Obviously, he's going to be. Oh, does uh, I wanted to bring up this guy too? Does anybody know that kid's name? Angel. Oh God, I know, but he's in Near Dark. He's huh? in Near Dark, yeah, and I was he's like, in a oh. bunch of I'm movies. like, he's wearing the same outfit. I'm gonna find out for he's you. He's wearing the same outfit in Near Dark. Holy shit, you're right. He's the uh, he's the really old vampire in yeah. the kid's body, right? Yep. Which is like Joshua John Miller. That's yeah. his name, Joshua John Miller. He was in Near Dark, JJM, River's Edge. Like he, was I was surprised to see him stuff. in this, and I liked him in it. Uh, I thought he was great. Like I said, Cody with to me was just so stale. So stale. Can I say one thing also? Yeah. Pam Greer. You didn't like her? I didn't like her. I loved her. I didn't. I feel like uh, she was underutilized throughout this entire movie. She could have done so much more. I feel like she was the one robot that like no one really talked to. They didn't give her really great lines. They really didn't do anything. Yeah, the PE coach really got like the vocal point of it. And and then the uh, history professor. Yeah. Yeah. Who was amazing. That guy was frightening. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie. That guy. The spanking scene. Oh, my God. That was so creepy and weird. Corporal punishment. And the face that he made, like, when he was doing it, like, just. He's just chewing dead. his chewing yeah. his gum. Oh, my God. <laughs> chewing great great his acting. Gum. Chewing his gum. No. John uh, P. Ryan is his name. John P. Ryan. No, I like John P. Ryan, too. I actually liked everyone that played, the like, the teachers, the robots. I, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. really, like, it was everybody else I kind of had a problem with. Well, if you think about it, they were the guy, I mean, you said the main character, Cody, he did a bunch of roles. Yeah, he's did he doing do it, a ton Did he do it before this, or was this one of his more... This was just kind of right in the middle. Okay. This is like I mean, kind of all right of those of actors, all the actors that play, they have like over 100 roles. I mean, they were in TV and movies way before this film even came out. What about the structure of the film? How do you feel about the structure of the film? Because I feel like this is uh, kind of like, uh, again, slow in the beginning, and then at the end, it's... Um, it's a lot, a lot faster. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I didn't feel that way at all. I felt like right when, like the first scene you go into is them acquiring these robot teachers, and then like the next, and then it kind of gives you a little bit of him getting out of you know jail and going back to his his shitty family life. But then right after that, the teachers are already thrown into the mix of the chaos yeah. of the school. Yeah, I thought I, I didn't think I didn't find the pacing or um, uh, long like slow. I felt like. There was the perfect blend of like high, fast shit happening with, you know, some slow scenes to help kind of catch you up on the character, and it they were balanced perfectly where the film felt like it was at a constant pace I, the whole time. I kind of feel like there were three distinct points where this film changed uh, tone. Like I feel like at the beginning it was kind of like a like a mystery, like are these kids getting killed by you know whatever. 
and then it kind of turns into like a survival kind of thing because they're so unstoppable. And mm. at the end, it's just straight up action. Like, hey, let's go out and kill some robots. Yeah. Like yeah. the attitudes of all the people in it really change from not knowing what's going on to thinking something might be going on to, hey, we figured it out. Let's go kill these motherfuckers. How I describe <laughs> how I described the structure of this film was a low budget Michael Bay film. Okay. Interesting. I okay. I wouldn't have thought that, but yeah. Is there a Michael Bay film in particular that you identified the most with? Almost Bad Boys, obviously. Bad Boys, <laughs> bad, bad Boys with a mix of Transformers, honestly. Really, Bad Boys? Because <laughs> with the gun violence, the gun violence, okay, okay, and, and okay. the explosions, like every like the kids are shooting uh, Uzis and, and like AKs at at the car in the very opening, uh, not the very opening scene, but a little bit in the opening there, and there's like explosions, like they're launching grenades at them, I, like. It's just there's a lot of explosions just to have explosions, I, and I'm okay with it. But I'm just saying, it, it feels like a low budget Michael Bay film. I feel like he there was a lot borrowed from Warriors and a lot borrowed from Terminator, and he tried to make yeah together. That's how I would kind uh, of uh, yeah. I, would, I mean, shit, the whole that whole end scene is fucking Terminator. Oh my god, oh, so <laughs> like fucking scene for scene to a T1000. No, to a to a. Are T-800. you talking about the death? Are you talking about the death of the <laughs> to a T-800. Uh, of the the gym teacher? Yeah, yeah, well, so after... When, when, can I tell you my problem with that scene real quick? Sure. It, no. Why is he choking? What do you mean? Why is he choking? He makes, like, he's making, like, choking noises. The robot. Oh, when he's getting strained. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like, why, why, he's not, why is he choking? Maybe it's cutting off the fluids that go to his head. It's cutting off the WD-40. Oh, oh maybe. Cutting off the WD-40. Because when they, when they got all cut up, a bunch of green slime and shit would come out. So, you know, there was definitely fluids running through those, those robots. I'd like to talk about that for a little bit, too. So this movie, would you say it was overly gory or not gory or uh, not overly? I wouldn't say I, would I say wouldn't say it's very gory at all. Right. I feel like the goriest, and I feel like the goriest parts in this film were of the robots getting torn apart. But since they're robots, it has a lesser effect than no that dude that drill into the head. Scene oh was yeah, that's pretty. true. No, no, that was pretty good. But when that guy's arm turns into that ro- rocket launcher, oh, and it, it like, like rips melts? off and it's still moving and stuff. Yeah, I was like, oh, that would be really gross. Well, dude, that's but where they like kind of robots going so in the, going into the effects a little bit too. Like you could tell that's where they spent the money on this movie is at the last end of the movie because those robots are sick looking. I loved the way they looked. I yeah. love the way they moved when they turned into like the military style. Ro- like that's when I got really into it. I kind of. They kind of didn't have me with Cody and all his story, like until like the robots went like Terminator ish, and then I was like, "This is okay now." Now you got me. Well, I feel like the the it shifted, like the focus shifted from Cody to the teachers because the teachers you wanted to know, like, oh, what what? How are they going to react to these violent situations? And then you start to see the progression of how they start to to do things that are not on command like they were designed to do, but start thinking for themselves and start taking matters into their own hands. Cause after all, they're just like machines learning and then using that knowledge. So, so yeah. So I liked, I mean, I really liked, I found it exciting to see like what extreme were they going to go to this time with the students? You know, first time it's just getting a spanking. Second time it's some dude gets his neck snapped when he comes at, at one of the, at the gym teacher with a gun, you know, and then it just keeps progressing from there. And then finally, when you get to like, basically what, like the third act where the, the teenagers are, are going after the teachers, you're like ready, like you're ready for all that action. You're ready for all that go- so-called gore, and you know what I mean. It's just I, I loved that. I didn't think it had a problem there. No problem there for Chris. He'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. 
so then uh let's go about like i guess the message of this film is it lost today no you don't think so no i i here's the here's what the, was the message of the film i i think that okay so it it, it kind of has a feeling it has that same feeling of the warriors right yeah like i mean to, let, a, to an extent. these kids aren't saints they, they, they no. sell drugs, they kill each other, they rape in one scene, for Christ's sakes. And it's similar to the way it was in The Warriors as well. It's like no one was pretending like this gang of The Warriors were these really good kids and they had a heart of gold or anything. They were pretty bad people. But I think the overall message is, as much as this stuff is bad, you're going to root for these guys because the worst thing is living in a tyrannical government. That would be the worst thing. Okay. Because you are rooting for these kids at the end, regardless how bad they are, because the worst thing that could happen is them being forced to have to go to school. Or, by, or murdered. Or, or murdered, right. Or do you think it was more... Of, <laughs> One in the same. Or do you Mike. think... Because uh, like, I think there's a couple. There, I think there's also like an AI warning. Oh, no, there is. There's subtext to this film, yeah. for sure, like about AI. And, well, yeah, that definitely, that definitely is more, I guess, more topical out of this film that you could, that you could pull off into today's issues yeah. is the issue of you know giving giving you know robots or some kind of man-made object the ability to think and decision make on its own but the only problem i have with that is stacy keach's character because it doesn't seem like he's just like whoops we made a mistake he's just like yes he's the exactly evil what i wanted to happen yeah i wanted these things to go nuts and well, start, start that's, murdering but kids. Th- that's the like thing it. though i think he knew it was going to happen too because if you think about it in, in the way that that the story was told like the Gym teacher, uh, he, he has memories. What he does? Yeah, what are he, you talking one, about? one of his lines is about him serving, and they were military robots before that, but they were supposed to be wiped clean. Oh, I didn't really catch that one. Yeah, I didn't yeah. catch that either. Yeah, so he he I don't think the filmmaker caught that either. He talks about <laughs> he talks about being in the service. I think there were the, and they regressed back to their military programming at the end, which is only, but here's the thing I just don't understand. So they remember the robots. Remember. <laughs> do they dream? They do. Chris, you had a question about the robots remembering. No, I don't think I did. Okay, go ahead. Why are you holding back? I thought Mike did. I, I had a statement I wanted to yeah, make. Yeah, go ahead. Make the statement. thing I still don't understand is what Stacy Keach's endgame, Rat Tail's endgame, was in all of this. That, that's what I couldn't figure out. I, my, it was uh, what I to make money. He wanted to make money. He wanted to be a millionaire, he was billionaire. Make those robots send them all out to schools, and then when all the schools are straight, then, you know. It's his, just so weird because all the other scientists are not for it. Was the government for this? Like, no. Uh, or did he just private, go rogue? He just went rogue. He went rogue. This okay. is a totally private, separate from government. Oh, it wasn't a government thing. No, it was oh, a private corporation. Oh, I thought this was like somebody gave him a military this is, contract. No, this is this is his his company. Oh. Wait, his and company he, was the Department he, of Educational Defense, or was that part of the government? No, no, no. no. The Department yeah, so. of Educational Defense was the school system. Okay. Um, his company created these robots. Uh, via a government contract, that contract was up, I'm assuming. Gotcha. Okay. Or he was just trying to diversify and get his robots into more, you know what I mean? Get mm-hmm. them into more more sectors, basically. And so I I don't I think his I don't think his end game really was anything more than he wanted to get him as many schools as possible and make as much money as possible. That was Listen. it. He did not give a shit about what the robots were actually doing. As long as he was making, as long as violence in that school went down, by whatever means possible, it means he gets more contracts. Listen, Mike, Kyle could go all day to explain the economies of robots and robot sales. (laughs) Okay, we're not gonna get into that. It's not what this podcast is about. It's something I know a lot about. 
You he know, knows a lot just, about just that. sharing my knowledge. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk more about class in 1999. We'll be right back. And we're back, and we're talking about uh, class of 1999. Uh, I wanted to talk about the sets a little bit. Uh, I didn't really notice the sets. I mean, I noticed the cars. That was the first thing I noticed. Yeah, that, for that, sure. That, Very Road that, Warrior that Mad Max that they have at the beginning, the one that Cody's driving in. So sick. Yeah, very, oh, it's pretty cool. It does have like a Mad Max vibe, especially oh, yeah. the uh, the gangs cars. It had and like stuff. like yeah. a grill on it that looked like it was like just like there was all things. kinds of like yeah. body kits. It looked like it reminded me of like what was popular to do like five years ago. I mean, the exhibit used to more pump like pump a ride. <laughs> <laughs> but but that was a, a much punk, mob, punk more modern. ride. Is that so totally, I almost punk your ride. I had the wrong MTV. I had the wrong MTV show there for a second. <laughs> so I, that's, I noticed the cars right away. And then after that, I didn't really notice anything. until yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? And, well, I think it's a bad thing until the end. And then I was like, this school is awesome. When it turned like all dusty and like the, the robots are all walking around it. And they're like driving the motorcycles all through it. And I was like... Okay, now this set's cool as hell, and the bus drives through it. I don't think I, I, I don't think not noticing a set is a bad thing. I think if you don't notice a set, that means it feels real, which means they did a damn good job. Well, I, I and I I'd even disagree. I think like that the whole basically the town that they live in is pretty well done. Like every shot looks convincing to me that it could be this desolate wasteland where people kind of just. You know, crime is everywhere, and like it, I, it was believable to me. And it was actually Seattle, where yeah. Frazier's from. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. The show got canceled, and then the people went crazy. Without people him crazy. giving out great psychological advice, people just went nuts. I don't know. That's when I started noticing the lighting more. The, I think the, uh, the like I said, the sets. At the more. end, yeah, yeah, definitely in the just school. Just in the school. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I got more. I guess yeah. I got more creative. Cause they and got more more splashy. I guess. Yeah, because this it makes and, and it makes the school a lot, look a lot bigger. Because I feel like when you're in the beginning of the film, when the teachers in the classrooms, the classrooms are very small. Yeah, and don't like you, you really don't. You just see the outside of the school, and like maybe a couple hallways in those tiny classrooms. Do you think that the classrooms feeling claustrophobic was to help kind of um, get you into the mindset of what those kids were feeling when these teachers just started whooping some ass? Yeah, because it's like all of them. Like you now, it's really all these kids like against one person. Yeah, and they're thinking. Plus, like, wasn't all the doors automatically locked down as well? So yeah. it basically, was a prison. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was. I the set I liked the least was the robots' apartment. That scene for some reason it just looks just like bugs they rented me. a room for a day. But you know what? That's no. I thought it fit perfectly because it does, they were robots. But... They had it was sterile. It had no like yeah. furniture in it or like like art. You know? I was waiting for a uh, WD forty. I was waiting for the girl to smash a bottle over Cody's head and throw him out a window. <laughs> <laughs> Watch him tumble down some hills. And then you realize this is not they live. I did realize. And that. where was Meg Foster? Although why I did, wasn't she in? This? I I did catch a they live vibe from the obey learn and uh, what was the other respect obey and learn. Yeah. On the sign. Did I will say there that? was some some. Confluence. I did not catch that. You did not catch that. I did not catch that. It's because you can't read. I did not catch that. 
<laughs> That's I, what it is. Overall, yeah. I mean, what, the only okay, another set that kind of bothered me was yeah, the uh, the paintball uh, course that they were all fighting on. Oh, the oh, war right. zone. <laughs> yeah, the war zone. And, oh, oh, who meets at high noon? Yeah, <laughs> who meets at high? How noon terrible! Are, how how yeah. terrible are they at shooting? Also, rumble at high noon. I mean, they are just cracking them off, and and like, like and they're hitting no one. These guns are supposed to be heavy, and you know when you fire a fucking machine gun, the kick on that thing has got to be crazy, and they're just like shaking it around, wielding it with one. Well, they're hand not. They're sloppily. not trained professionals. They well, the, are. But if you're that used to like danger and violence, you probably know how to handle a gun at this point. Yeah, the recoil, I kind of feel like the this recoil is, like the is not 80s, crazy. <laughs> Nobody knew anything. The recoil is it not? The Thank you. Go- not only crazy. gun user. <laughs> I, I think I am the only. <laughs> Thank you. Ever well, you certainly out. don't wave it around in the air and like sloppily. Sloppily. I mean, if if I was in the middle of the desert and there's no one around for miles, I don't know. Maybe I will just for fun. But so, don't you not want to <laughs> hit your own people? I mean, yeah. you got to kind of aim, right? <laughs> I don't think they're aiming at themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think saying. that was happening. It's think, the gun is like, whoa, it keeps going out. It <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not like it went on full auto this mode is and they're like control. flying around. I did like the explosions in that scene, though. So yeah. how do, do you guys feel that uh, overall... Mark Lester did as the director of this movie. I liked it. I thought. I thought. Um, uh, what did I think? I don't know. I, I don't know. What take notes. Go to someone else. I'm trying to look at notes. I didn't even time. call on you. Start so, over. Start over. Well, why did you call on me, Cody? <laughs> Do over. No, but uh, stop calling on me, Cody. <laughs> how did Mike? How did you feel that Mark Mark Lester did? It's interesting when you look at his career. He actually started off doing like these these like old 70s drive-in movies. The one is, I think it's called Truck Stop Girls, which is literally about two uh, truck girl, stop girls. Truck stop girls that are. Truck cops, prostitutes, truck cop, prostitutes at a truck stop, and then I think like the FBI comes in and they try to stop them and they stop them back. Why did the FBI get involved? I, I well because prostitution is illegal. <laughs> female body <laughs> inspector, bro. There are actually female seems, body I'm just saying, inspectors. That seems like a state issue. Or guys. the cops, I don't know. But anyways, they they try to fight off the cops and save the brothel or so, save this thing or something like that. But apparently the entire film. I, I mean, I watched that movie. Now. I've never seen it, but apparently the women are nude throughout the entire thing. Um. I definitely there were weird that. things. I about. <laughs> Did anybody thought it was weird that like when Pam Greer's chest come out, like there was a nip slip the yeah, entire time. It was kind of like, like how <laughs> Wait, can what? we get? Yeah, what her nipple was hanging out like the I whole didn't time. Know. Her nipple was hanging that. out like the whole time while her chest got. How did you open. not notice that? Oh okay. yeah. And I do swear you look to God, at boobs, even robot boobs. <laughs> the only impression I, I could do get, look at boobs, but the only I did impression not I could get is I feel like they said, "Hey Pam." Hey, can you show your breasts like you have in some of your other films? And she was like, no, fuck you. And then they said, well, how can we do it? I know. Let's get some prosthetic boobs and have yep. her like, you know what yep. I mean? Like it was a trick or something. Because like it was all wide open. So like the nipple yeah. was barely hanging out Why the side. was it even like that? I don't even understand why They why wanted to, to give that. you that because we of love Pam Greer. Of course they <laughs> And her did. boobs. But uh, so they wanted to give you that, but in a clever way, I think. I think they were trying to find, like you said, a so way around clever it. So to answer, to answer Cody's question, uh, the director did a great job because of Pam <laughs> no, 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 Greer's no. nip slip. No, what I'm saying what I'm saying is he comes from great foresight. He came from he came from a kind of uh, like a like a sexual exploitative kind of background, and it kind of showed even in this film See, a little bit. Didn't he do Firestarter before but this though? No, before this, he did Commando <laughs> and Firestarter. Yeah. He, yeah, he, Firestarter. Did, he did. He did. He didn't yeah. come from. He he did some like some well known films. But pro- 
primarily he's done action and like kind of like exploitative like yeah but you thing. you told me during the break it was like his first few films you can't you can't say the guy does those films if not more than 50 percent oh i think he was going for a commercial film on this i think so too i think definitely he was, I think but this is a big big action film though as well that's what like, i'm saying that's like why i think he comes from a certain style and that leaked into this film a little bit or it, he was because trying to make of the that film. supposed pam nip slip i want to find out if that's actually in the movie because i don't think it's there. no, no. three <laughs> people saying yes no. i want to know if there's have two is, saying yes is there nip slips and fire starter I know. <laughs> Why would there be? It's a story yeah, about a little girl. Well, What's wrong with you? There's probably nip slips in Poseidon Rex. I would imagine. Yeah. Maybe he's a fan. So he hasn't know? done much. Know. He hasn't done much lately. Let's be <laughs> honest about that. He has not. No. But no, I, oh, he done, retired on this film. He's done shit. Just not anything. He that did Showdown most... Little Tokyo. That was another like a nip slip filled filled film. He just did comes out of a... Dragons of Camelot in 2014. Oh, duh. Yeah. I, that was a that was a fine film. Mm-hmm. No, so I think uh, uh I think he gets his message gets lost in this and he goes for more of the entertainment side of filmmaking. Yes, I think so. Rather than sticking to his guns of what he was trying to cuz I again, I think he touches a little bit in each area rather than yeah. Tell a complete story. I agree, I, and I and I feel you can see you can see the most of that at the beginning of the film because once this guy gets out of prison, he's like, yeah. Once he, he comes home to his family, they're all fucking drug addicts. He can't fucking stand. He's like, what the hell's wrong with you guys? You guys are all losers. His school, like everybody's like fucking acting like idiots, and he's just like, and you, you can see he's just totally done with it, and he's over over you know this this way of life basically. But then, but then that 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 personality of him is quickly done and then it switches to him being more fighting the teachers and that's then going a, Emilio Estevez I feel Repo like, Man is that what that sounds like to me I feel like no no why do you keep pushing Stop. that movie I you're feel not like, going to win God, you're we, not going to win I feel like he when he gets to the action it turns into a full on balls the walls action movie yeah this is how I feel about the film I feel that this is kind of like what you said about Michael Bay this is kind of like a Pearl Harbor like when Michael Bay tries to tackle something serious, but he just can't get past all the explosions and shitty love stories. Like, yes. That's what I feel like yes. this film kind of is. And what turns out is a beautiful mess. A beautiful mess. Oh, okay. A beautiful mess. A little a bit. A beautiful mess. It's so they cheesy and Change the title. A beautiful mess. <laughs> to a beautiful it's mess. A sequel to a beautiful mind. So you guys, so you guys said that there was memorable lines, uh, or at least a couple of. Oh you yeah, did. I've got. I wrote. I wrote I them down. Really? I, can I, I wrote three. them down. My favorite. Can <laughs> I, I have can zero. I please take number one. Please do. Please do. Do you trust him? Like I trust a vampire to give me a blowjob. <laughs> Boom! Don't remember that line. I don't nice. remember. I, I, Fantastic I really... line. And the repetitive one-liners after he kills each teacher. Ooh, that's the one I want to go with. Your history when he kills the history teacher. Awesome. Guess I blew that course when he kills the science teacher by blowing by up. blowing her up with gas. And oh no, I'm sorry. That's she's toast. No, that's you had it right. Was. Oh no, you were right about You're the blue. Right. Yeah, I blew that course. Looks like yeah, I blew that. She's right toast. when he leaves out. Oh, he's like, what, what happened to her? She's toast. Two. He got two for one. Oh, so he did two one. for one. He did two on that one. Amazing. Amazing. I don't know if he had a one-liner for the coach. He did. He, he did. did. And it was called, have a nice stretch, coach. Oh, it was have a nice nice stretch. neck off with a chain. <laughs> <laughs> and choked him. He choked cheesy, that robot. Cheesy, terrible one-liners. He choked oh, that robot to death. Oh, but this is like exactly what 80s and like early know, 90s action it, films did. It's charming. It's yeah. charming. Chris? I hate water. 
or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah, is right that the crash? Yeah, right. Yeah. As they're, they're sailing through the air yeah. towards the water. He gets one I last. He gets one last line in before they crash into the water. Why does he hate water and then go jump into it purposely later when he blows up that little dock house? You know? Huh? Yeah. He complains wow. about it and then he does it later. He purposely. Yeah, but he Boom. he's the best looking effect in the movie. Yeah, at the end. The, the end when he's like half oh, robot, you mean, half you mean, human. You mean the the scene taken from Terminator? Yeah, it's amazing. I got though. a question for you, Kyle. Do they do it right better down than to Terminator? The, right down do to they the, do it better than right Terminator? Down to the yeah, foot no, that's drag. what I'm gonna ask. What do you think is better, Terminator or this? Terminator. That came, that movie came out five years before this film came out. Yeah, and you still think Terminator is better? Terminator Two. The stop or motion this. is way better. I think in Terminator. Yes. Oh, it, easily better. But easily that's what you better. get. That's what you get for like but a hold on. bigger budget. This film was only uh, only had w- this. Hold on, I have the numbers. It's uh, six point two for Terminator and like five point one for this film. Yeah, but who's it's special only one, effects one supervisor million. on Terminator? You're right. That's what you gotta look okay. at. I guess you're right on that one. So there you go. Look at the, who the special effects supervisor is, and then you'll know all the answers. Because apparently we didn't. None of us did. So. None of us. I, don't, I didn't look it up. I didn't look it up. All right, let's rate this bad boy. Let's rate it with... Um, what do you guys want to rate this with? Black Hearts. Black Hearts for the gang. Black Hearts. Black Hearts. That was the gang that... Um, Cody was a part yep. of, and his uh, Angel was a part of. Angel, Angel got jumped in. He got yeah. jumped in because he's hard. He was so hard. His face was all bloody. Yeah, dude. I gotta I say about this. I think movie, he gets though. beat up in every movie. But he's also smoking in every movie. Which one? Which about? is really weird to me. He's always smoking cigarettes. He looks How come like he's he never like made 10. it like a Feldman. I think he was too <laughs> unique looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he kind of grew out of his cute stage, probably. I will say something about this film. This these kids live in a life of beatdowns. Every kid was like walking in bloody. Yeah, like every kid looked like they just got their ass kicked. True, that's what <laughs> that's what it's like living in the free fire zone. That's what happens. So, Chris, what I want to know is how many black hearts would you give this film? I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it three and a half. Three and a half black hearts. Yeah, I, 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 because I can't say that I like it more than they live, and I gave they live a three and a half. And I, I, I really enjoy the film. I think it's fun. I think the pacing goes by. It goes by really fast for me. And I love the concept. And I feel like this with this film, I can just tune out and not really care so much. I'm a fan of the Terminator, so I felt a lot. I saw a lot of that in this film. And uh, I like the concept of the you know rebellious. I would even say in this film, it was definitely again like the punk influence rebellion going into a school, two gangs joining up at the end to fight true evil. That had a good message, so I'm giving it three and a half. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> message. Uh, you know what I like to see? Gangs fighting fucking robots. <laughs> gangs I'm not joining gonna lie. together joining to make, together to I would make be, a mega game. I would join up gangs if I had to fight teacher robots. He likes togetherness, and that's what's mm-hmm. important. Just bring it all together, guys. Kyle, how many black hearts would you give this? Um... I would give this three black hearts. Okay. Um, it's it it is an enjoyable film. It's not entirely deep in any particular way, and uh, the pacing's the pacing I think is is right on for the film. There's enough action going on. There's some slow parts. It's something. It's a movie you could put on in the background and have going when you have people over or something. And you know, anytime you look over at the screen, something fucking crazy or weird would probably be happening. So generates conversation. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I, it's not the best movie ever, but I mean, it's not bad. So, so. 
I'm going to go next because I feel like we're going to save Mike. Three for black last. hearts. Thanks for breezing past my. I think you already said you did. Three. You, did you, say didn't, three. you didn't recap, though. Thing. <laughs> no. Thanks for recapping, Sorry. Kyle. Sorry, Kyle. Thank you for the recap. Three black hearts from Kyle. Everyone. There you go. I right, feel I clap. feel better about yeah. that now. All right. Yes, Kyle. Yes. So I'm going to go next. Uh, I I feel like since everybody's rating it three and three and a half as like a as a, as a higher rating because I feel like you guys liked it better than me. Um, I'd have to give it two and a half black hearts. Wow. Yeah. And I feel like it's <laughs> you really s- down. You really down this movie. Yeah, I thought you were going to go with a one or something. <laughs> you went a full half black heart. <laughs> well because it's watchable but i don't think it's a cult film i think it's a b movie at best i think it's by describing it as a michael bay uh film with a a smaller budget it's not necessarily a good thing like (laughs) you know what i mean the acting's not that great it does feel like some people are phoning it in Cody's character, the main character, barely develops. It's bad when cyborgs or robots are developing have more character development than your main character. That's not a good sign. I think he had a message, but he didn't he didn't achieve telling it well. What he told well was action and special effects. That's what he told well, as I think, as a director. So that's why I'm giving it two and a half black hearts. Two and a half. Oh, is it my turn? Next up, Mike. Okay, yeah, I'm going to give this uh, three black hearts. This movie's just good fun, man. Seriously. This feels like a movie that you can make a drinking game to and have a great night with. Yes. It just does. It has like a showgirls feel. Like it's, it's, do you think I wouldn't say it's so bad it's good, but it's just bad enough and it's kind of entertaining and there's a lot of explosions and a lot of death. Uh, It's fun, man. Is that cult? Is that what you think makes it a cult film, kind of too? The fact that you can well, I mean, uh, appreciate it on different levels. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I mean, are, are, do all, don't all B movies have some kind of appeal to them to some extent? Like, there's some kind of cheesy charm. Yeah, they have a cheesy charm. They don't, might not have a giant cult following. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this does. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe I don't know how many people love. This I think film. if you put it in a B movie, Stephen ca- does. So that's for sure. I think if you put it in a B movie category, <laughs> it rates differently. What would you rate it in a B movie category? In a B movie category, I'd give it probably three or three or four stars. Okay, because in a B movie category, it's just it's just a B movie fun. Like, but as a cult status, like I don't think the lines are that memorable. Mm-mm. Like they're really not. Would you say this is better than most B movies? I kind of feel like it's. I think it's. More solid. I think it's like almost like what you like if you were someone's like what's a B movie? You show them this movie, like they're like, oh okay, I get it. Hmm. Interesting okay. input. And I can kind of see where you go with that. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like I don't think people are gonna be like, I need to watch this movie every day because I think that's more or less what a cult like cult film is. is people who love these films or diehard fans of it, which I think this film has. But do I think it would do that to a wider audience? Which I think is what a cult film probably has a bigger audience than a B movie. Yes. I yeah. Think so. Yeah. That's yeah. Safe, it has to. It has. A, it has a bigger following. Let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah. So I think this fits perfectly for a B movie where it's like this is fun. You watch this, but it's not like you, you're gonna be like, I need to go get a class of '99 shirt and action figures, and I need like you know what I mean. It doesn't. I don't. I would be surprised if they have figures. Yeah, I would not be surprised <laughs> to no, see any be, of that. I wouldn't be surprised either, but I don't think it, it causes mass fandom. Okay. I don't think it's that good of a film. You would have to be a diehard fan of this film. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If that were the case. If, if, if said figurines even really Because it's not, it's, I really it's, not even, it's not even to the point of like where it's, like you said, it's not so bad, it's good. So the meaning that it's not so corny that it's that it's good. 
Does that make sense? Like yeah, it's where you're laughing and all that stuff, and you're having a good time. I think when the action happens in the last half of the film, it's a much better movie because that's what it's. It, I think its purpose was was to be an action film, sci-fi action film from the get-go. And when it got into that familiarity, then it turned into a good movie. I think leading up to that was just oh um, poor, poor, but not not poorly executed. Even though like it was just poor writing. And then when it got into the fun action B movie side of it, then it got good. Mm. It's a shame it doesn't have more falling. I really wanted a Stacy Keach action figure with <laughs> no. disposable rat tails. Stacey we can <laughs> interchangeable rat tails. <laughs> but that's my that's my argument on it. So there you go, Stephen. Hope you uh, enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed the movie. Thanks for showing me it. That's the first time yeah, I watched no, it. I had a great so time watching. We appreciate it. it, guys. If you have a pick. Please let us know uh, on social media somewhere. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at ColtFilm underscore review. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, it's the same as the Twitter, uh, Colt, at ColtFilm underscore review. Um, you can follow Mike on his blog. Uh, FriendlyNeighborhoodFilmmaking.com. Right there. And, and at Mike Solistio at Twitter. There, that too. <laughs> so, uh, like our pages, like us five star, rate us five stars on iTunes. That really helps us out. It lets people more know more about us. Hopefully, you enjoyed this show, uh, and I can't wait for more of your picks to come in. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>